0: Hi, I'm Spencer.
1: And I'm Blake. And you're you're about about to Get Get Jumped. Jumped. Welcome to episode 135 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so
0: you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime.
1: This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 21 through 24, where people are puppets too, Chiyo uses Sasori's puppet parents to wage emotional warfare, and Sakura defeats all challenges by punching them.
0: Look, I'm just going to throw it out there that emotional warfare and punching all of your problems is really the solution that was born and bred for Chuck Norris to solve. Chuck Norris will either make you feel so bad or he will punch you so hard that you will be destroyed in now times and in forever other times. I heard that Chuck Norris punches so hard that if he hits you in one in one universe he kills you in all multiverses i heard that chuck norris is so rugged that behind his beard is yet another fist anyways
1: it it, it sounds like he must be stopped let's jump in i don't feel safe or comfortable anymore because what if another universe me gets into a spat with chucky boy
0: Look, I'm just going to throw it out there that like you come for the anime, you stay for the Chuck Norris jokes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, or that time we talked about spiders for a while. I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff here
0: yeah yeah um so hey everybody we are back to some uh weekly goodness um we are gonna be covering more naruto shippuden um the long-awaited episode of naruto shippuden this seems to have taken forever to get there feels (laughs) like
1: it has been years since we have done a regular episode much less one on naruto and actually there are notes for this so i can i can double check we (laughs) it has been almost two months definitely a month and a half since we recorded a naruto episode it will be about the same amount of time between when you were able to hear one uh because we've done several uh, special episodes in between then they've f- slotted into our our weekly segments so uh
0: yeah yeah the
1: blood um, vampire one and demon city shinjuku and then uh we also did a jojo crossover that we haven't released yet but you will have heard before you hear this so yeah congratulations on all of the special places we've been able to visit together
0: <laughs> yeah um and so uh we're gonna be we're gonna be uh not taking as many diatribe episodes um off from where we usually are um coming up i i think we have one really huge crossover that may ha- or may Ooh. not happen we are crossing our fingers for and if may it happens it must, happen. It must happen you must happen Oh my god, like, it's it's gonna be so big, dude, you have no idea. You have an idea, Blake, but you listening, you dude or dudette that is listening, um, or if you don't ascribe to dude or dudette, um, person that is listening to this podcast... Yeah, some people don't um, like the word
1: dude, uh, but I do, so dudes... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Anyways, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be really huge if that happens. Um, while you Oof. are listening to this, uh, this this is coming out next Friday. Um, is it? So what day is That it? means fuck me. That means. <laughs> That means if you are listening to this um, on the week that it comes out, you can actually drop by and see us live. Uh, we are going to be a part of Kumari Con. Um, it is Digi Kumari. Um, this is uh, one of our favorite cons that happens inside of the United States. It is the first con that we were able to be a press uh, press. People for um, it was you know one of the big turning points for our show, so we really, really, really love them. Um, and we are going to be doing a really, really fun anime movie for. So get pumped! So um, what's the,
1: what are the dates for the Digital Kumari Con?
0: So Digital Kumari Con is going to be November sixth through November eighth.
1: Okay, um, so you so. will have one week to register between hearing this and hearing us there. So do it.
0: Yeah. But less and we, than a week, we should, really. Also, yeah, happy we Halloween. Should, <laughs> yeah. By by the time you're listening to this, um, we will probably know what our time slot is. Um, we are waiting right now because they are... Um, making sure that everything is all set and ready. Um, they are working with a couple of like big-name guests to be part of the con as well, um, and the rest of the different people that are doing panels. So we will let you know. Um, it's going to be all over our social media, so if you jump over there, we will be talking about it there for sure. Um, and so uh, that's that's most of the stuff that, that I wanted to talk about, other than um, random things from the week. Yeah, I've got.
1: I just have one random manga thing from the week. Uh, nothing else spring into mind to overhear. Um, but yeah, I uh, I've been I've been. Uh, it's not renting. It's not renting is not the word when you check something out from the library. Uh, but I've been checking things out from the library. Uh, now that we have access to the Shonen Jump digital library, I don't check out Shonen Jump manga anymore, but that was pretty much exclusively what I was reading. So I've been replacing them with a uh, series that are from some other publisher. And I read one of those, uh, I read the first volume of one of them this, this week, uh, as we record this. And I thought I was going to hate it. I almost didn't pick up this series because I, I kind of looked at the cover and I was like, nah, I don't know. It was kind of like a cool-looking girl on the cover, but it was just like this girl, and she kind of looked... She's got cool cool design elements, but she also doesn't have... She's not like... I mean, it's not like a Soul Leader character where like there's all kinds of weird cool aspects of her design like she looks pretty basic but she has a sword and i was like okay maybe and then i read the back and it's like this story about assassins but it seemed like maybe it was more of like a harem anime kind of thing which i'm not into or maybe like slice of life or comedic it's not it's a baller action story called akame ga kill that's a-k-a-m-e yeah
0: man space ga space
1: kill fuck it's good uh there's also an anime i have also kind of put it on my list i think it's on net not a sponsor it's on one of those and I, i put it on my list because it's an anime and i was like maybe i'll like it i'll try it try an episode or two but fuck i read the first volume and i was like oh my gosh i cannot wait to read more like i i had to stop myself from reading it in one sitting it's super good it's um Really good character designs. Again, nothing like it's not like out there character designs in the Soul Eater vein. It's a little bit more standard. Like these these characters are going to look familiar to you if you've uh, read other action anime. But uh, basically, uh, the main character is a dude who comes to this. Um, capital city of the world that they're living in and it has big dreams in his heart because he thinks that he's coming from a, a very poor farming village and he wants to uh, join the military in the capital city because then he can make a good paycheck and send most of it back home and help the the people back home they're living in poverty uh, and he just he thinks that the capital is just the bee's knees and then turns out the capital is a horrible cesspool of monster people not literal monsters but they are just it's the kind of thing where like rich people think so little of not rich people that they are willing to do terrible things to them that will probably lead to permanent disfigurement or death out of uh you know morbid curiosity misguided science or just uh for fun so it it turns out that just the entire system is corrupt there's also a a, i think it's a king some sort of ruler but it's like a boy king and so he's maybe being being uh having his strings pulled uh, from the shadows by like an uncle or something i don't remember exactly but basically like it's corruption all the way down there is this you know, really fucked up class divide where the the haves are literally taking everything from the have-nots who, uh, you know, are really struggling to get ahead. Also, the main character tries to join the military and, like, there's a huge waiting list because the military is one of the only stable positions that can, like, pull you out of poverty. So, like, everybody is trying to join it and so there's, like, a backlog and you have to you have to basically enter a lottery system to get in so this is kind of the backdrop that this main character finds is that like this this dream of you know making an honest living and and sending it back home is not going to be so easy to come by then there is a group of assassins and those assassins are painted as villains they are going around killing noble people Uh, The main character has an encounter with the assassins, discovers something that makes him believe that the people he thought were good people that he had met are not good people, and that maybe the assassins aren't so bad after all. And short, long story short, he joins the assassins and starts learning to become one himself. Uh, So yeah, it's it's cool. Cool character designs. Um, Seems like they're going to be setting up a, a sort of like... Insurgent Assassins Guild versus the machine of a corrupt government, which is a, a storyline that I enjoy. And uh, the the fight sequences are pretty well done. I just I think it's a good action series. I'm excited to check out the anime at some point. Um, and yeah, I just uh, I like I said, it it is one of the books they had at the library. I picked it up because it was there, and it started with A, and that was where I started looking. And it wasn't published by Shannon Jump, so I was like, sure, we'll see. And then if I don't like it, I won't pick up any more volumes. And I do like it, and I picked one up this week, and I'm really excited to read it. And, uh, you know, if it sounds like your kind of thing, you should check it out, too.
0: Okay, so for my new things of the week, um, I have two. Uh, one of them uh, is a—I I wanted to do a, a brief little plug for another podcast, just because I—, I I firmly think that other podcasts should support each other. Um, and so this one I have been chatting with for a long time. We haven't had a chance to do a crossover episode with them yet, um, mostly because they are, um, you know, from over the pond. And so really hmm. far away people are yeah, we tried to do that one time <laughs>
1: for that uh, movie that we did not like <laughs> and never ended up getting to talk about. <laughs>
0: Look, we are still trying to plan that. Uh, One of the ones that we are talking about planning with is Retro Anime Podcast. We love them. They are fantastic. You should listen to them. But this one is actually called the Anime Freshman Podcast. Um, This podcast is great. Um, It is a bunch of people um, uh, talking about um po- uh, talking about anime and one of the the great things about that if you are somebody who likes to listen to people that have british accents uh cue everybody that liked the new sherlock um <laughs> show <laughs> on netflix um or on who you know, any doctor any, <laughs> not a sponsor anyways oh. um or or the people that are like dr who fans um maybe you want to listen to those people instead of our stupid american accents um Ugh, you we're know. so <laughs> stupid <laughs> <laughs> you know what but i they're... hate us <laughs> <laughs> um but they're they're great um you should definitely check them out um they release episodes i think um pretty regularly i don't know their exact release schedule um but their their most their most recent episode let me just take a look real quick because i think that they released one really recently yeah on the, on the 6th um they um they talked about it, it looks like uh uh, uh the <laughs> the gender bender but it looks like genre uh, genre bender um so they they kind of play around with it i have been listening to them from their backlog um so they they don't have like a you know a ton a ton of episodes but they're they're really great um they're so not like a, a, you know like a, a relatively podcast. new show is that what you're saying Yeah, I mean, sort of relatively new, but they're definitely really interesting, cool guys, um, and you should definitely check them out. Um, And then the other thing, um, it will have been released by the time that we chat about this, um, but I finally got to do my interview um, with a really cool guy. Um, His name is TJ. Um, he, uh, he, TJ, I think his last name is Sterling. Let me just double check. Yeah. TJ Sterling. Um, he is the creator of this really fantastic comic book, um, that you will hear much, much more about. Um, inside of the crossover, so I'm not going to tell you about it, or not the crossover, but the interview. Um, you can find that on the Geekly Grind. I'm going to be posting it there this week, um, and you, you can listen to it. Um, I am working... The thing that's been taking me the longest on it is just transcribing my idiocy, um and i hate doing transcription um dude but, you should um, send
1: me the file and i can do that i'm a very fast typer
0: oh my god i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do that i'm gonna send that to you it's gonna be sent to you today and you're not gonna be happy with me um but anyways cool. um so uh the the uh it's not a manga it's a comic book and it's a it's a super sentai comic book um and it is like super sentai with like people of color inside of it um as well as like aliens and super like weird superpowers um it is it is a very fun comic book um and if you are interested in it um it is it had a very, very successful Kickstarter, um, but he is still open uh, to get rewards and uh, get the digital copies of them or the actual copies of them sent to you. Um, he's still keeping that open, um, and you should definitely check that out on The Giggly Grind. Um, because the art's real good, support too. Yeah, you should, you should support, you know, small, small creators uh, that are making cool new things. Um, if people like this did not support, uh, you know, if people like us and you as fans did not support these kind of people, you wouldn't have some of your favorite things inside of the manga universe either. One Punch Man would not have ex- uh, existed without a huge rabid fan base. So you should give some rabid fan base to this guy. Um, because the... The comic book is so cool. Um, but anyways, we got to talk about Naruto Shippuden because sure otherwise do. people are going to riot.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you, one of the challenges before we get into this, one of the challenges of covering Naruto that maybe I've talked about on the show before, but I've been thinking about a lot with these episodes is that I I remember what happened. And the Naruto anime is pretty decompressed, uh, which means that the storytelling uh basically there's a lot of air in between one thing happening and another so uh they they really stretch events out to fill an episode and sometimes that's because the fight and from the manga takes a long time i think this is an example of that where uh right now we're in the middle of the fight against sasori i believe that was a pretty long fight many chapters worth of stuff and these episodes have a lot of things happening in them there's not a ton of decompression going on here um but uh the there is in naruto it's it's really different than like we've pointed to hunter x hunter is a good contrast where a lot of stuff tends to happen in each episode there uh yu, yu show is maybe the number one contender for this where like the episodes just fucking move and they really mm-hmm. don't stop to dwell on something uh, even when they're you know in one single confrontation, the these sort of backs and forths of that confrontations, the escalation, that stuff, it just keeps mounting and it feels like you cover you know the same amount of content as far as the story goes uh, in a handful of episodes with Yu Hakusho that you get in like multiple of our episodes with Naruto. And the challenge that I've been having that I, uh, I suspect I will continue to have throughout this entire episode, is I don't remember what we've covered or just what I remember happens next. <laughs> and I've got notes, but uh, I, you know, I just I'm sorry if I spoil things or if I repeat myself. It's just I think that's the place we're going to be living in for a while here in Naruto because early Shippuden I remember a lot because I've watched and read it several times, and uh, yeah. Also, this section of the story intercuts a couple of different storylines. And so it's like, there's one storyline that we're mostly going to be focusing on later, uh, but it also does come up in important ways. And I don't know, you know, I'm going to do my best, but this is just, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge because Naruto is a series that I know more. I think I have this challenge to a lesser extent with Bleach, which I think has, at least here in the beginning uh, where we are, it has more distinct um, plot beats that don't bleed into each other. Here in early Shippuden, we've got a lot of uh sort of shifting from one thing to another instead of just switching and so uh you know i've been struggling with that and also uh struggling
0: with remembering what happened well, this is all a super exciting thing to say um but anyways uh let's go ahead and jump in with the previously on i'm just a person i'm just a fucking what has person. happened on naruto shippen so, and blake tell us
1: naruto is a series set in a world of anime ninjas these are uh kind of like real world ninjas except instead of being super sneaky they wear bright colors and get into giant anime fights with each other by breathing fire and summoning huge monsters and all kinds of fun stuff our main character is the titular naruto he is uh really loud brash kind of uh one of the the two or three standard battle anime shonen hero tropes He's the one that is all about talking you down, and we are all friends here, and you should believe what I believe. And he's pretty convincing most of the time in all of that. He also happens to have a giant demon fox locked away inside of his body. That was put there back when he was a baby, before he really had any say in it. And it caused some problems for him because some of the people in the village resented him for having this murderous monster that caused all this destruction and death locked away inside of him, even though it was uh, not actually a thing that he knew about himself for a while. Uh, And that's because nobody was allowed to talk about it. So he grew up feeling very ostracized because he literally was. And then uh, the story picks up as he's graduating from Ninja Academy and starting to go uh, be placed on a team and start really learning from a master and becoming a true ninja in his own right. Uh, that's what happens during Naruto Part One. Naruto Shippuden is Part Two. There's been a time skip of a couple of years since the end of the first story arc. If you're reading along in the manga, the name does not change, but I think they changed the the colors on the binding. So if you're reading the physical copies, you can differentiate it that way. Um, Naruto is now in his teens and he's become a lot stronger he's become a little bit more level-headed and focused and um he is still teamed up with the sensei that he had from the original part one which is a guy named kakashi who's a super strong dude um kakashi is also trying to protect naruto from the villains of this arc they are called the akatsuki because for some reason they want to get the giant fox that lives inside of naruto and take it out of him for nefarious purposes uh, two of the members of the, the Akatsuki have appeared prominently in this arc. They are Dara and Sasori. Dara is a dude who is all about chewing up uh, clay with the hands that he has in the palms of, or the, the mouths that he has in the palms of his hands, and spitting it out. And when he spits it out, he can animate it, and also it's a bomb now. So he wants to blow things up with his hand clay. And Sasori is a puppet master and. Uh, they want to capture naruto but they also already captured gara who also had a giant monster locked away inside of him they took that monster out gara is now dead sad verse naruto's pissed and wants revenge on them so deidera swallowed up gara with one of his big clay bomb boys and flew off with naruto chasing him and kakashi in hot pursuit sakura naruto's other teammate who used to be super useless and now is super punchy has teamed up with an old woman named chiyo from the village that gara was from Chio is uh we're gonna discover this time uh actually also a puppet master she is also the grandmother of sasori himself so there is some blood feud old old ties need to be settled kind of situation going on with Chio and sasori and sakura is there too to do some punching and we're going to talk a little bit about Naruto Kakashi and Deidara, but we're going to mo- mostly focus on Sakura Chiyo and Sasori today. Uh, and also, just in case you need to know about it, there's Mike Guy and his team. They're all fighting duplicates of themselves. <laughs> that is filler. You don't need to pay any
0: attention yeah, to they're, it. Yeah, they're having fun on their own. Anyways, let's get into... Also, there's a drag and drop. I forgot about this. I'm so glad I put it down during
1: one sequence. This is a, this is some real decompression filler nonsense, too, when Mike Guy and uh, his teammates are fighting themselves. There's a sequence where Mike Guy is fighting the cop. Of himself, and they're they're just kind of like are are on a series of cliffs, and it kind of is real zoomed out, and you see the little Mike guy figures kind of moving like they're kicking each other, and then they just drag and drop over to another cliff, and they do that a few times. I'm like, this looks very bad. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Anyways, let's go into these. Uh, so the first one is episode 21. Um, it is called Sasori's Real Face. Um, and this episode is uh, all about Sasori. Um, he is uh, the the prettiest pretty boy with red hair. Um,
1: <laughs> Man, I was so disappointed when I first saw Sasori.
0: <laughs> like, when I originally watched Naruto,
1: Sasori appears as this like very intimidating hunched over evil looking dude with a scorpion tail. And then it turns out that that's just a puppet that the real Sasori is hiding inside. And regular Sasori looks like just like an average pretty boy anime character, like not very unique or interesting in any way. And I was just like, Oh, okay, that was
0: <laughs> oh my God. Anyways. Um, so, uh, Sasori, uh, after getting his big giant, Puppet body destroyed um, by Sakura, who punched the hell out of it, um, is going to immediately be like, Oh, uh, Chio, you obviously are using strings to control Sakura, or she wouldn't be able to do that. And she was like, Oh, I should have expected you to be able to see through it, my grandson. And everybody's like, Oh, and everybody, <laughs> Drama. everybody at home is like, oh! and Sakura is just like, Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, also, this is cool. So, Puppet Masters, they, they make little marionette strings using their chakra, which is the energy that ninjas in this world use to do cool anime stuff. And they usually, you know, control these big murder machines. And instead, Chio is using it to basically augment Sakura's abilities and allow her to move in ways that she would not ordinarily be able to move and fly. And I don't remember this happening beyond this sequence. And let me say there is a lot of design space being introduced here. Like there should definitely be like a brother, sister team of Ninja that do like one of them is a puppet master that allows the other one to do the main fighting in like crazy ways that are hard to predict. Like that's a that's a cool thing. Yeah, I'm assuming that and all of I don't that don't remember is happening. It
0: coming up in. I assume all of that has huh? happened is in Boruto. All uh, Boruto.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is that this is this better have happened in Boruto already? But if it hasn't, it better come up because that is it's just too good to pass up. That's a cool technique yeah, and, combo and, that is used kind of in
0: Boruto. <laughs> Bro- Oh man, I can't, I, (laughs) look, I have tried to watch Boruto so many times and the biggest thing that always stops me, um, by the way, we're going on a quick little diatribe here because the rest of these episodes is really just one long fight. Um, so yeah. yeah. Um, but I have tried to watch that show so many times and I feel like it is, it is almost to the point of like, It just doesn't have the same drive and the same interest for me. Like, if you really like the universe, you're going to be really, really into it. Because it does a lot of things that are pretty fun inside of the universe. But if you're one of those people that was mostly along for the ride because you were like, I'm really invested in the story of Naruto... Um, it's, it's probably not going to do it for you. And that's kind of how, what happened to me by the end of watching all the way through Shippuden, I was just like, I love Shippuden and I am so along for the ride because I'm so invested in these characters. Um, but Boruto just doesn't hit me in the same way. It feels like a a little bit more like a beat-em-up, uh, anime instead of like a a beat-em-up with fun characters, um, kind of like a Dragon Ball Super or something like that. Whereas just like Mm -hmm. I was more into original Dragon Ball and like the first two arcs until you know the end of Cell for Dragon Ball Z. Um, After all of that, it felt more just kind of like you know um, big anime fights, and that's all we really hear for. Um, And that's kind of how Boruto feels for me too, Um, because okay, Uh, I watched I watched some of these fights. Like these fight sequences that happen in Boruto because I was like, okay, let's see really good animation if it see if it drags me in too. And there is some really cool animation, but it, it feels almost like you're watching like a couple of people play the video game for Naruto Shippuden.
1: <laughs> huh. Okay, I, I see where you're coming from and I think I actually agree with you, but my response is that I enjoy it. Yeah. My problem with Boruto is that there's a lot of downtime. Uh, yeah. and in naruto there's a lot of downtime too part of the problem with the anime as we've said is that they're decompressing the story to fill time because the this is before seasonal anime was a thing and so instead of you know just not putting out episodes for a little while until they got caught up they would put out episodes and try to drag them out and then you know have filler arcs and stuff so you get you get a, a plodding pace with ship uh, naruto and shippuden sometimes because they are just trying to pad the runtime literally and and uh, boruto i don't think does this but uh at least not in my experience i've only watched like 30 or 40 episodes but uh it is um it's got a lot of like slice of life stuff it's a lot more focused on like him at the academy in the early series and i really care about the plot line like the the naruto plot line i think is pretty good and I was really invested in that. and you know, before I knew what the Akatsuki was about, I was like, who are they?" I was really excited. Like there are these these good questions that this the storyline pulls you in with. And then uh, it hooks together these really great action set pieces. They're usually big fights between main characters. And that is, uh, that's kind of an ideal shonen anime for me. Like I-, I want cool characters with cool powers fighting each other in cool fights. And I want that to be strung together with a plot that is interesting and not just like completely asinine or not completely missing, but it doesn't have to be like insane because like if the fights are good enough, then that's, you know, that's good enough. And I think Naruto does that very well. I think the plot's pretty good and the fights are very good and so far boruto i think that the plot is pretty minimal um and then in the early i've I've gone through a couple of plot arcs so far and i think the the first plot arc is really hard to find it's basically just like episodic day in the life kind of stuff for about 12 episodes and then all of a sudden there's a big thing that happens with a cool fight and i was like oh i'm in this now and then there've been a couple arcs since then that are are interesting but they definitely feel almost fillery Uh, and i think that's literally true i think there's a boruto manga and i believe i heard or was told somewhere that the boruto manga starts sometime after the anime does and the anime basically spends its first year or so worth of episodes just doing prequel to the manga before it like catches up and starts doing manga adaptations but then the adaptation isn't always one-to-one or something like that so I don't know. It's, it's a different beast, but overall I enjoy it. Although I wish there was less of them just kind of like hanging out and talking. It's cute. And it definitely makes me understand who these people are and what the world they live in is. But uh, I've already watched all of Naruto and Naruto ship it in and I get the world and I want the plot.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, the rest of this episode is, uh, well, we're going to have a first, uh, a first, uh, a brief aside that's going to cut over to um, uh, to Tamari um, and Conqueror, uh, and they're going to be like, hey, let's go help. And they're like, okay. And that's what they do. Um, and then we get to see a <laughs> sweet, of. sweet moment um, where uh, Sasori is going to show off that he has an incredibly powerful technique. Um, this is one technique that we have never seen before. The closest we've seen to this um, is when Orochimaru turns uh, one of the old uh, Hokages into like a, a living, you know a living thing that seemed to run around and fight for him. Um, He
1: he was basically able to like push the Hokage's essence into a corpse that he found mm. or made and uh, functionally reanimate the Hokage to do battle for him. And this is, Kind of similar in a very different way.
0: Yeah. So instead, uh, Sasori is going to summon an old Kazekage, um, and this Kazekage um, was incredibly powerful because um, he used this technique that I I guess it's that the ability to pull super heavy metals from out of the ground and uh, control them. In he's he's like a very strong (laughs) defender.
1: They kept saying in the the subs that I was watching uh, th- that he has the power of magnetism, and I was like, "You got to be more specific. <laughs> this is not nineteen sixties Marvel comics." Yeah, like thanks, Magneto. <laughs> we- <laughs> yeah, so I think they don't actually explain it in the version of these episodes that I watched. But my understanding and memory is that in this, in the way that Gara is able to control sand. Uh, and he also has special sand that he keeps with him at all times and that is infused with his chakra and so that sand he's able to control much faster and articulate much more uh, intricately and he just he's able to control sand but he has some special sand that he keeps with him that is more dangerous this guy is able to control i believe it's iron i believe it is like if you're doing a wooly willy, you know, you remember wooly Wooly? Yeah, yeah, I remember wooly Wooly. <laughs> and wooly Wooly has these little iron the the like iron shavings. You know, pencil shavings bullshit that's in the wooly Wooly thing is actually iron that's been shaved basically. It's 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 mulched iron. Uh, that's not that's almost certainly not the official term, but you get it. And then you use a little magnet and you move it around and you give him a little beard and you can make a goatee and you can do stuff with his eyebrows. And that's Wooly Wooly. And this Kazikage is, uh, he he has Wooly Wooly powers. And so he's able to pull up all those little iron filaments, but instead of making a dude's face and, and hair and stuff move around, he uses it to murder you. You know, did that, was that clear? Do you think that was you know, clear?
0: I, I think, I think that that is, I, I, I will call him more so. He's he's closer to like a toff, um, where he's like a very powerful iron bender. Um, but it's it's it kind of feels like he's. Uh, I, I guess we'll call him a woolly willy bender. Um, which sounds super sexual, um, but we swear no, it's not. What
1: do you mean? Oh, no.
0: <laughs> anyways, that that whole. you
1: gonna bend his woolly woolly. Oh my god!
0: And I, I, was expecting it, but I wasn't sure. Um, anyways, um, the rest, huh? the rest of this episode is going to be a kind of a slap fight um, between uh, I. I know Sasori, I know I know Sasori and or sorry, Sakura and the Kazakagi are really doing the fighting. Um, but it's really a battle between Sasori and Chiyo. Um and Yeah, because this
1: is the thing that you learn when you're playing the Naruto fighting game, is that you are fighting with a body that's different than the one they're fighting.
0: It's really hard to fight <laughs> as those characters. Get...
1: <laughs> yeah, god, it's so hard. It's really interesting and it's so cool that they did it that way, but fuck it's hard. Yeah. So like you've got your real body and sometimes you control that because the thing with puppet users is that they are, you know, sending out their puppets to do battle and, and they've got some range on their chakra strings. And so there is usually like it, it's sort of like it's kind of like Pokemon trainers and Pokemon, like the, the puppets are the Pokemon and they're in the ring and they're fighting. And then the Pokemon trainers are over there and they're directing the fighting, except that in this instance, unlike Pokemon, the Pokemon cannot act autonomously and. It's kind of like the Pokemon games rather than the Pokemon anime or manga, and then the trainers are also in the battle, which is different than Pokemon too. That's more like Digimon, except the Digimon trainers, the Digimon tamers, and the Digimon themselves are, are more autonomous from each other. So the, it's all a mixed metaphor, and you get it. Yeah. You get it. You're fine Okay,
0: so this back and forth happens um, a, a couple of times uh, until until they're sort of at a stalemate, and uh, sasori is just like, fine. I'm just going to shoot some poison gas, and that takes us into episode 22, Chio's Secret Skills. Um, This episode starts out with a a sweet tug-of-war moment. Um, where Sasori is just like, I'm going to throw you in this poison gas. And and Chio is just like, don't throw her in this poison gas. And he's like, I'm going to, though. And she's like, nah, And then there's uh, an explosive tag, and then they get away. And then we get the most ridiculous thing to do, which makes this, I want to call this episode a family affair, um, because the (laughs) special ability of old lady Chio is is to also summon dead people. But what she has done is she has (laughs) resurrected... She's resurrected Sasori's parents? (laughs) Which, like... Okay, this was... Hold on. (laughs) This was... (laughs) She... So they died. And then she's just like, okay. We could, you know, put their bodies to rest. Or, stick with me here. (laughs) I can turn them into puppets and carry with them with me at all times.
1: <laughs> I think, okay. I think this is not clear. <laughs> and I, I, I read the Wikipedia article on this, or, or maybe it was Naruto PD. I don't remember. Uh, I usually do that when I'm writing the notes to make sure I don't miss any big things because you know, watching the episodes all at once, you're like, Oh, four episodes ago, who knows what day is it? What time has no meaning. So, uh, I, I was double checking this, but this was my reaction too. So we didn't talk about this immediately when uh, when um, Sasori pulls out, Willy Willy Power dude, uh, the Kazakage. But uh, the the big thing is that puppet users make puppets. Um, the puppets are you know uh, they, the sound effects make them seem like they're wooden, and they often have like blades and poison and they can yeah, shoot they're gas also and shit, filled with
0: like, marambas. <laughs> Or <laughs> what is the name of that?
1: Exactly. <laughs> so uh, they um, the the puppets are are things that the puppet masters create. The difference with Sasori is that he has special puppet making skills, where he could kill someone and then basically taxidermy them into a puppet, and then that puppetized person has the powers that the real person had in life so he is able to use the woolly woolly powers because he the kazekage had those abilities and if you were just a regular puppet user you could fight woolly woolly kazekage and he would use his woolly woolly magics and you could maybe win and kill him. And even if you figured out how to make a puppet out of that dead body, it would not have Willy Willy powers because those weren't your powers. Those were the Kazakage's powers. But Sasori's special puppet technique maintains the chakra in the body and then can direct that chakra. And so he is able to utilize the powers of the people he's killed. And this is so strong. he definitely should have killed more people and had all kinds of dead puppet people using their powers. Uh, and he he kind of doesn't, but uh, he does use more than just Wooly Willy, So that's okay. But uh, it, it's, it's really strong. So then Chio pulls out his parents and I was like, this is fucked up. <laughs> and Sasori. So, so I was like, number one, it's my understanding that Chio did not make these puppets. And I think this is borne out by a flashback that we're going to get to in a second. Which I guess we should cover the flashback now, right? If we're going Look, to talk about it's it. it's not a...
0: It, it, this takes us into the next episode, and then really into the episode sure. after that. So, uh, real quick, I'm going to give you episode 23, Father and Mother. <laughs> and then episode 24, the third, Kazukagi, um Because the flashback... That you are going to be seeing is all about how, how incredibly sad Sasori's life is. Um, or life was, I guess, uh, before he joined the Akatsuki. Yeah um he his parents died he was like i need love so put parents puppets around me and i always i like i i didn't read that much into it when i watched it the first time mostly because i've only seen these episodes one time through other than us watching them again um but i was just kind of like it sort of made me think that like the parents died so she was like let me make these puppets to to you know make it okay for you to be away from your parents and I was just like that's sad no, she, and she didn't make them who did then
1: she doesn't make the puppets he does Oh,
0: okay. to make himself feel and better and that was the thing yeah
1: that and that was the double take that I had to do because here's what happened when I watched it what I thought happened was that Sasori had a strained relationship with his parents saw another kid out and about that was like having a good relationship. So Sasori murdered his parents and turned them into puppets. And then the sequence ends with Chio like looking in on Sasori, making the puppet parents hug him. And Chio's reaction was like, that's a sad boy. <laughs> and I was like. Your reaction should be, you killed my child and their spouse that were your parents and made them into puppets. Holy shit, what's wrong with you? And maybe you should be stopped. And her reaction wasn't that. And I was like, so did I misread this? And I did. And it's that his parents were already dead. And these are puppets made to look like his parents. And it's confusing because he just introduced the fact that he can turn people into puppets and then Chio pulls out puppets that look like people, but they are not people that were turned into puppets. They're puppets that look like people. It's an important distinction. So yeah, the point of the flashback is not that he had an estranged relationship with his parents, killed them to turn them into puppets so they could make them love him. That did not happen. Actually his parents were already dead. He was sad about it, so he made puppet versions of his parents and then made them hug him because he's the saddest boy. And then Chio was like, oh he's the saddest boy, but probably nothing bad will come to okay. this. And she was so, wrong. So
0: meanwhile, um, I am going to read this as a direct quote, only correcting one word from Blake's notes because it's one of the funniest things I've read today. Um, it says, "Meanwhile, he <laughs> wrote Sasori, but it, he meant to say Deidara um, is trying to separate Naruto oh, yeah, from right. Kakashi, but doing a shit job of it, is unsuccessful, and it runs out of handy boom booms." <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know he's got the handy boom booms. That's his power. No,
0: he's got all those. He's got all those mouths in the palms of his mouths.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I keep saying, I keep using the wrong words when I talk about his powers. But he makes the handy boom booms.
0: Anyways, uh, cut back to the actual important thing that's happening, um, which is that Sasori is still battling. Um, uh, There is a a like a a back and forth uh, between Sakura and uh, the the uh, Kazakagi puppet. Um, and it turns it turns into the point where um, Chiyo has to release her next secret ability, which is that one of her arms is actually a puppet arm. Um, and she is...
1: Yeah, this is also true for Sasori. Like, he's turned himself into a puppet, because one thing they remark on when they see his real face is that like he's been gone for 20 years, but he doesn't look like he's aged at all. And it's because he's using that makeup from the Catwoman movie mm. that turns your face into steel. Mm.
0: Yeah, and here's, it's a here's the last thing that really happens inside of any of these episodes, and that is that there is going to be a, a final back and forth between them at the very end that ends up with uh, uh, Sakura completely destroying the cavern that they're inside of. And that is basically it. And I say that because this these episodes are super plot light, because they are super full of badass puppet fighting, and I think that you should definitely watch these. I think in, like, the, the grand echelon of, like, Naruto Shippuden fights, if you were to stitch all of these fights together, like, the more fights that are coming in the next couple of episodes as well, um, this would definitely rank in, like, probably not in the top 10, but then the top 20 of the fights that happen inside of all of Naruto Shippuden. Um, it's that good, and it's, oh, that's interesting. it's really interesting to watch that. I, I love the next sequence that happens after these episodes. Um where they kind of like use their ultimate abilities. Um, I love yeah. those, that sequence. What would you rank it?
1: Uh, uh, it's really hard to say that it has been long enough since I've seen Shippuden that. I'm too worried of losing an important fight that I just don't remember. And I know if I don't remember it, how important was it? But you know, it's been, it's been a long time and there's some fights that super stand out. There's also the later you get into the series the less I remember it because it was new versus like like I said at the top these early episodes I have watched and re-watched uh, uh I've also read the manga chapters and at some point they stopped doing a print edition of Shonen Jump so I stopped reading it <laughs> and at some point I got busy being an adult that wasn't in college anymore so I stopped keeping up with Naruto Shippuden and uh i literally have not read or seen the end of naruto like i actually I, I more or less know what happens but uh there comes a point near the end when uh some people would say that the shark gets well and truly jumped uh that i stopped reading and partly because I also thought that the shark was being jumped a little bit, but I wanted to know what happened. And partly because I did not have a subscription to Shonen Jump anymore, and so I could not read it legally, and it was too much of a pain in the ass to find it otherwise. <laughs> um, so I do think that this is a good fight. Uh, it's hard for me to rank them, I'd like to, to, to put together a sloppy ranking, but uh, you might be right. There's a lot of fights in Naruto Shippuden, mm-hmm. and I generally think they are very good yeah. across the board uh so it's hard to rank it but like this is i will say that of the fights that i remember this is one of them and i don't remember all the beats but i remember some of the beats like i don't have a strong memory of the next part of this fight that we're not covering today but i do remember some of this and I, i i think one of the reasons that it stands out is that it is sakura's first time to truly shine in the series uh in naruto in part one they give her these moments but the moments are usually emotionally resonant but not particularly good for her as like a character that can stand on her own like there's that time she gives herself a really dramatic haircut in the forest (laughs) and that is it's a good moment for her because she's taking a stand and she she does this drastic thing in order to get out of a tough situation but she still really doesn't have any powers to call her own this is the point in the series where she has become her own woman and i know that she's more or less a clone of tsunade uh but tsunade is busy being the president and she doesn't get to fight a lot so sakura gets to do the fighting and gets to lay claim to these ghoul powers because tsunade might or might not have them but she's not using them right now so uh, it's just, it's the first time that Sakura has really stood on her own and her presence in a fight has been relevant and she really shines here. And it, it's way like past when that should have happened for the first time. And it's totally yeah. worth it. But yeah, anyway, there's there's a lot of back and forth. There's some stuff about the Willy woolly Willy powers that make other puppets stop working. And so they need to break woolly Willy open. And then Sakura, there's a thing at the end that I did not love. <laughs> Which is that like Wooly Willy uses his Wooly Willy powers to make all kinds of dangerous spikes of Wooly Willy, and then Sakura gets stabbed by some of the spikes and they're poisoned because everything with puppets is always poisoned at all times. <laughs> and then she seems like she becomes paralyzed and maybe unconscious. And then Wooly Willy jukes in there to to kill her himself with his blade hands instead of just moving the Wooly Willy spikes into her body. And because he does that, even though it seems really illogical and completely unnecessary, she is able to reveal that she was faking being paralyzed, which also does not get explained... It's probably because she's a medical expert and so she's immune to some poisons and whatever, but like she's not actually paralyzed even though she should be and she punches Wooly Willy and breaks Wooly Willy into all kinds of Wooly pieces and then the, she shatters the cavern and that allows them to go into the end game of this fight that we're not covering yeah. today.
0: So stick with us after these credits and we'll talk about what's coming on next time.
1: Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part
0: of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like,
1: subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show.
0: New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday.
2: And hey, thanks for listening. Greetings, anime fans. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the editor-in-chief for The Geekly Grind, a place where geeks can go to escape their weekly grind. We're coming up on our fifth year of operation, and to celebrate, we searched high and low for some of the coolest podcasts out there in order to create a new geek-centric podcast network. And what we found were three awesome shows that are sure to be a great addition to any geek's media menu. Of course, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, which is this wonderful show, which features an additional episode weekly now to cover new anime and manga from our friends at Biz and Funimation. You can also dive into the world of comics with comic book keepers where Chris and Lance chew the fat about their favorite heroes, villains, and comic series, as well as the impact that comics can have on our lives. Finally, if you're seeking a fantastical and fun retreat, Knights of the Roll Table is an engaging and family-friendly D&D adventure starring talented improv actors. With three fantastic podcasts on the books and more on the horizon, make sure to check out the Geekly Grind podcast network as well as our regular content at www.thegeeklygrind.com.
1: Next time on Blake and Spencer get jumped, we are watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes thirty three through thirty six. Uh,
0: I actually prepared a dish for this. Um, you uh, oh. you take a uh, you, a small version of a hot dog, um, and then you take a okay. crescent roll um, and you you wrap it around it and cook it in the oven at like three hundred twenty five degrees for like ten minutes oh or God. so, and then it it creates something that I call a a pig in a blanket. <laughs>
1: oh! We're going to a rich people party. <laughs>